Hey, welcome to the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast. Alex Davis here, and you've decided to join me on an incredible journey where we sit and defend the gospel against false beliefs in the world today. I'm currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at OBU University, and you are about to have a bunch of fun learning how to defend and know the truth of the gospel. Let's go ahead and get started, my friends. Well, you've decided to join me again on the last episode of Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast. Guys, thank you so much for joining me in this season. I really hope that you've enjoyed it. I am just so thrilled to continue on in this journey with each of you. I hope you've grown and just discerned a little bit more nuggets of the truth of the gospel and some false teachings that are in our world so that we can learn to defend the gospel together. I know I'm still learning. I have a lot, a lot to learn. I personally just want to, in this last episode, just share with you guys a little bit about some false teachings that have affected my personal life and how the Lord has revealed his truth to me. So I've personally experienced a a good amount. I think we all do. And it is just the idea that we can live a Jesus plus life. So I came to know the Lord when I was 12 years old. And in that, I had this continual state of mind that if I just did enough, if I was just good enough, that Jesus would love me more. If I just did enough, if I was just good enough, Jesus would love me more. But what is incredible about scripture in the word of God, obviously, and Jesus's love for us is that we don't have to live by our works in order to receive salvation. We don't have to do anything good in order to gain his love. No, no friend, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit within us that we get to walk in freedom, walk blameless, walk in a way that is pleasing to God. That is the outpour of our hearts. So living in this way, I found myself living a goody two-shoe life. I found myself wanting to gain the approval of man before gaining the approval of the Lord. And what is so sweet about the Holy Spirit within us is that when we gain the opportunity to just walk in his truths and walk in accordance to scriptures, we have freedom. And in that freedom is joy. So I definitely want to point you guys to some scriptures. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Ephesians 2, 8. And then we have our next one, Acts 15, 11. On the contrary, we believe it is through the grace of the Lord Jesus that we are saved, just as they are. Acts 15, 11. Romans 3, 24. And are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus. We are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Freely justified. 
And then a last one, Romans 9, 16. So then it does not depend on man's desire or effort, but on God's mercy. You see, guys, it is through the grace of God and it is through the faith in Christ that we are saved. It is not by good works. It is not by a way that we should or need to live in order to gain his approval or gain approval by man. No, that is far from the truth. On the contrary, we are to believe the grace of the Lord, Jesus, that we can be saved, to believe and have a saving faith. So to another belief that really injured my heart and soul growing up definitely had to do in the culture of believing that I am enough. So when it comes to the word of God, you can see throughout the scriptures that Jesus was the only one who was fully enough. The New Testament is streaming with a searching for who is the one to come to restore all of God's people. And then in the old, in the new Testament, wait, did I just say that right? (laughs) The old Testament is searching for the one who is whole, who is to restore all of God's people. And the new Testament is the restoration and bringing the one into fruition, bringing Jesus to restore all of humanity. That's who it, that's who did it. And that's who it is. That is the one who is full, just as God is the one that is whole, just as the Holy Spirit. They are three in one, the Trinity, holy, blameless, full. Therefore, we cannot be whole and full because we are sin-stained, but it is by the Holy Spirit that resides in us that we can have access to the fullness of Christ. We have access to our Creator and we get to walk blameless with Him. You see, when we're in this world, we are still broken. When we're in this world, we're still broken. And we continually need the grace of God to just cover us. I find myself falling into sin on a daily basis. Therefore, I'm still broken, but I have the Holy Spirit within me that is access to complete fullness in Christ. If I were to say that I am enough, I am enough. It is about me. I am the truth. No, that would be so far from what God says. He is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through Christ. I am not who Scripture is all about. And trying to search for. No, it is Jesus. All that scripture is searching for and looking for. Because I'm going to fall on my face and run from the promptings of the Holy Spirit in my heart on a daily basis. It is my temptations and sins that I'm going to fight on a daily, daily basis. I am alive with Christ. I am alive with Christ. This life is not about me. And lastly, my friends, it has to do with the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a tool, as most of you know, that was created and cultivated by men that were not following God and had access to demonic forces and wrote it through automatic writing. All the types, 
all the things. It does not go back to thousands of years ago and billions of years ago that some proclaim and say. Um, billions, lol. And <laughs> it is a tool that people enjoy using. I wouldn't even say the word tool because I don't. I don't like it. It doesn't. It's not approved or based upon psychology at all. There's no evidences in research. It is just something that is cultivated and come into our culture and into our Christian churches today. And I would say with full certainty that walking and using the Enneagram is like living a Jesus plus life, like the Colossians did. They were trying to live out philosophies plus their faith in Christ, plus the knowledge and wisdom and faith that they had in Christ. Did they lose access to the Holy Spirit? No. But were they hindered in the way that they were living their lives for Christ? Yes, because they were living in a way that was not pleasing to the Lord. The Enneagram is not from God. God can use all things, I will say that. But it is not from God, and it is not from good. Therefore, it is not from good. And the teachers that started the movement in the U.S. are not of the Christian faith. These are New Age teachers. These are teachers that preach another gospel, preach another way of living, preach another way to live eternally or whatever they preach based upon their New Age beliefs and practices. So the Enneagram injured the way that I saw my Jesus I would look at scripture and I would say, hmm, wonder what Peter is. Peter's probably a seven. No. Where in the world do you see in scripture someone using an Enneagram? Where do you see it in scripture? Do you think Jesus used that? Do you think he said, okay, I'm a, this personality type. Blah, da, 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 da. I'm a seven. I do this. I do that because of my childhood traumas. Okay, there is a way to discern that and to discern the the things that you've gone through. And that is by being in community, by going in and having therapy, and by speaking with people that you are in close connection with, with your pastors, to discern the traumas that you've walked through and better to better understand who you are, who Christ says you are, and how you can grow through the traumas and the experiences that you've had. The Enneagram can reveal some things about your character that you need to pay attention to. That's good. Okay, fine. But why would you use a resource that only points to man as to trying to find their individual path towards heaven versus the only way, the truth and the life? Huh? Answer that. (laughs) Can you tell that I'm passionate about not using the Enneagram? And maybe you don't agree with me and that's fine. Many Christians do not agree with me and they'll continue to use it. Okay, will they lose their salvation? No, but may they have hindrances in their faith? Yeah. Do I have hindrances in my faith right now because of my sin and temptations? Of course. But I want to throw off any encumbrance that keeps me from running free into Christ's promises, Christ's truth for me and for you. 
I really appreciate your listening today, friend. I hope you were edified, sanctified. We're able to just learn a little bit more about how some false doctrines, beliefs have affected me. Thank you so much for listening in on this first season of Apologetic Fun and Ten. I've been blessed by your ears of listening to my quirky voice. So if you want to stay connected with me, I'm going to be having about a month and a half or so off. I'm really excited for this next season of Apologetic Fun and Ten. We have some fun things coming your way. So stay tuned, my friends. I love you a lot. And check out the resources, my website, if you want to look into any of my books or anything I have for purchase. Love you guys.